Welcome to Sales Secrets. New shows daily. Subscribe now. In your career, Jeff, obviously, you know, you're you're extremely well known for all of the entrepreneurship work that you do now. Um, but you've had a, a few massive successes. Did your career start, you know, at Priceline? Was there anything like what was your, you know, just so the audience, people tuning in, you may I know Jeff because of, you know, being the founder of Priceline.com and all of his entrepreneurship endeavors. And he mentored me and a lot of entrepreneurs in Ohio, uh, in person and virtually. But why don't you just give a quick highlight of, of your background? And I guess I'd love to dive into like the secrets to each of these. Sure. And, and, and actually, I was an inventor named Jay Walker. Uh, he's the guy who founded Priceline. Priceline was his idea. And then he gathered a group of people to go build it. But it was his cool idea. Um, but let me back sort of way up. I, uh, uh, growing up with a single mom and four kids, my mom working multiple jobs, I didn't want to bother her when I needed shoes or sports equipment or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I started early on trying to find whether it was delivering a newspaper or selling something door to door or mowing somebody's lawn, finding ways to gain independence by doing work and getting paid for it. And that seemed like a pretty cool formula. When yep. everyone else is begging their mom for money for some new shoes, and you know I could ride my little bike down there and just get some because I had earned money on my own. So that came back. The second part was I wanted to go to a school that I couldn't afford mm. for college, and I worked really hard. I wanted to go to Yale, and I got into Yale, but I couldn't attend. Wow. I basically got kicked out because I didn't have the money. Um, and so I sat down and said, I got this goal. I want this diploma. Um, and it was never about the money. It was about, I didn't dream about money at night. I dreamed about graduation and walking across the stage and getting a diploma. And so I started a little software company the second day of college, since they wouldn't let me go to class till I paid, um, and funded my college education. So that's what created that kind of relationship between, in fact, let me tell you the way I wrote it down a long ago. I wrote down, dream big, work hard, create value. You got to start with a big dream. You got to know what it is you're trying to do. Where do you wish you were? And then work is, you have to work as hard as your dream is big. A lot of people forget that part. Brandon, I have this uh, thing on the wall in the office that says, everybody wants to be successful just until they find out what it takes. If you enjoy Sales Secrets and you'd like to help out the show, go to the Apple Podcast app, the purple icon, and give us five stars. And if you haven't yet, please, please go give that a shot. Now back to the show. I was going with my sales guy. He had a 20-slide PowerPoint to go pitch uh, these people. And he had two sales calls that day. So I, I say, I want to go with you and, and watch the sales process. So we get in the car and we go to the first one. And he gives a sales pitch. It's 20 slides. And the customer the whole time is nodding. He's taking notes. He's asking questions. At the end, he said, I, I like it. I'll call you. We get in the car. And my sales guy goes, that went well. He paid attention to all 20 slides. Uh, he took notes. He seemed interested. And he said, oh, call us. I didn't say anything. We drive to the second customer. We walk in and we, he starts the 20-slide sales pitch. On the second slide, this woman says, and I quote, oh, my God, where have you guys been all my life? I've been looking all over for something like this. I'll take it. My sales guy is like, okay, well, I just have these 18. I was like, dude, stop talking. Right? <laughs> he said yes already. So we get in the car and I said, you have a new job, new job description. And he said, what? And I said, your new job is to find all these second slide customers in the world. Somewhere out there, 
is somebody that is pulling their hair out over a specific problem that's the one you solved. So instead of, you know what's interesting to me, Brandon? Salespeople go to classes called Overcoming No. And I'm like, why isn't there a sales class called Finding Yes? Why are you wasting your time overcoming no when you can just find yes? You could close 10 second slide sales in the time it takes you to convince one. My sales guy in the car said, give me a few more weeks with the 20 slide guy. I was like, dude, seriously? Because we could close 10 second slide people. So the question is, somewhere sitting right now for anyone listening is some customer who says, oh my God, where have you been all my life? I've been looking all over for this. Your job is to find yes, not to overcome no. To study the other end so hard that you can identify the person that's going to say, where have you been all my life? That was our secret, was that we didn't waste time convincing people to buy our product. We spent time profiling the kind of people that were just gonna say yes as soon as they met us. What was the secret building and selling? Like, What was the sales secret at Priceline, you think? All right, so let's talk the consumer piece. Um, we came up with this thing because remember the internet was new then, uh, when we were launching Priceline and everybody, all of us had been used to -to face-to-face interaction, uh, with customers in the worst case, at least a telephone, but none of us had ever sold something behind a computer screen because the internet didn't exist prior to that. Mm -hmm. And so that concept of guiding you to a buying decision, closing a sale to a customer you can't talk to and you can't see no body language right? No intonation on the phone, super, super hard. So one of the things that we came up with uh, was a a concept that we called decision taxes. Decision taxes are anything in the flow. This applies whether you're online or offline, but I'm specifically telling you what happened at Priceline. Somebody comes in your store. In this case, they're on the website. I want them to buy a hotel room, right? That's what they're on the website for. Mm -hmm. They come, they're on the homepage, right? Now, you might as well assume that they're like twitching. Every moment, they're waiting to bounce and just leave and not buy anything. That's a better core assumption is not that they're interested, but that they're nervous and tense and don't really want to do this. So what we would go through in the flow is a decision tax. That was the word we were using at Priceline. Is anything that distracts you from the shortest number of clicks to say yes, the the shortest close of the sale. Anything, in fact, I use this term, I call them off ramps, right? I am trying to drive from hello to a closed sale. And on that straight line from hello to the closed sale, anytime I give you an off ramp, you're gonna take it. And now suddenly you were no longer talking about the sale. An off ramp is something that's kind of irrelevant to the sale, but you brought it up anyway, it was on the screen. Like the person in the middle of the screen, it says, click to purchase. And on the right, it says, click to explore weather options or something. And all of a sudden, they take that off ramp and they're over here and they're looking at something. You're like, oh, my God, they were about to click. And what we would say is, then why did you give them an off ramp? Why did you give them any way to any distraction from the sale? So we learned to start removing off ramps and create a straight line from the time we meet you to the time we close the sale. But a decision tax we learned, and a lot of websites still do this. I came on the site. I'm interested in your product. I want to see the product and I see the price. But the first thing you ask me is enter email address before you've even showed me the product. That's a decision tax. It's annoying. And I'm like, you know what? Forget it. And I never even saw the product. The truth is, 
If I'd entered my email and seen the product, I would have bought it anyway. But I never got to it because the decision tax made the purchase more expensive. Don't tax the thought process of a buyer during the selling process. Try to make it as clean and quick as you can until they say, oh, my God, where have you been all my life? I'll take one. Then you can ask them to do things because the hook is already set. We are hiring here at Seamless.ai. That is right. We have over 850 positions open right now, hundreds of SDRs, hundreds of AEs, 50 engineers across every department in the company. We're hiring nearly 850 positions this year. So if you want to work for Seamless.ai, help the world connect opportunity, apply at Seamless.ai forward slash careers, Seamless.ai forward slash careers, Seamless.ai forward slash careers. Thanks for joining Sales Secrets. New shows daily. Subscribe now.